So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Keeley. At this point of the programme, it's a delight for me to welcome onto the programme again, again, actually. I think we spoke with this particular person um, during the Christmas time, uh, Dr. Dr. Jesse Rogers, who works in the um, St. Patrick's College in Maynooth in the Department of Theology, I think. Good morning to you, Dr. Jesse. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning. I need somebody, Always a pleasure. I needed somebody to help me out today because um, we thought we'd have this program on uh, this particular uh, um, this particular topic on uh, speak about it this week, even though it doesn't start till next week. I'll explain. Uh, Pope, Pope Francis um, wrote an apostolic letter uh, back in September of last year, thirtieth of September. Uh, establishing the third Sunday in ordinary time, which is next Sunday, to be the Sunday of the Word of God, i.e. that it's proposed that uh, we would devote a day to the celebration and study and spreading of the Word of God. So to help me to, to break that down a little bit, thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Jesse, for coming on to join us. So I suppose for some of our listeners, well, for all of us actually, maybe a good place to start. What is the Word of God? Okay, that is a very good place to start. Because when you hear Word of God, I know for me, perhaps the first thing that comes to mind is Scripture. I mean, that's my, my job and my passion. I teach Scripture. And so, in a sense, when we say Word of God, and certainly for this Word of God Sunday, we're thinking of um, Scripture pro- proclaimed. But it's really interesting that in, in, um, in the Scripture itself, when we speak of the Word of God, the Word made flesh, in the first place, the Word of God is Jesus Christ. So when we call Scripture the Word of God, we're not calling a book the Word of God, but we're calling the communication um, that happens in many ways, but also through Scripture, God's communication to us, um, which enables us to get to know Jesus. That is Word of God. Okay, so thank you so much for that. Now, um, so why does Pope want a Sunday to be devoted to the Word of God? Well, as he stresses, um, in one sense, every Sunday is a Sunday of the Word of God. But So it's not a new feast, but he said he wants one Sunday um, where, as, as the people of God gather together um, to worship, that we really focus on and recognize um, the importance of the table of the word. Because, um, you know, when we, when we come together for Mass, we have the liturgy of the word and the liturgy of the Eucharist. And sometimes we can kind of fall into thinking that the way our faith is nourished um, at Mass is through the body of Christ, through the Eucharist, But in actual fact, there is the one table, which is the table of the word of the Lord and the body of Christ. And both of those nourish um, and support our faith. And in both the the bread and the wine and in the scripture proclaimed, um, we meet with Christ and we are nourished by Christ. And so... In that sense, as I say, every Sunday is a Sunday of the Word of God. But Pope Francis, um, who, who knows in his own life how, um, how powerful Scripture is to enable us to, to get to know Christ, he wants 
um, just to help people to really focus on the fact that it's through the scriptures proclaimed and through um, the bread and wine of the Eucharist that um, that we meet and and get to know Christ. In fact, he actually quotes um, Saint Jerome, who said, "Ignorance of Scripture is ignorance of Christ." So it's not that Pope Francis is thinking, "Oh, you know, we as Christians we also have Scripture, so why don't we kind of look at that as well?" He's, he's passionate that we get to know. Um, and that we encounter Jesus and recognizes that the Word of God um, is one of the ways at Mass that we encounter Jesus. And so, yeah, it's, it's always a good, if, if you want to kind of draw attention to something, if you can set aside a particular Sunday, um, it just means that people can be very intentional about yes. um, yeah. focusing mm. on it. And the Pope also mentions the connection between the Holy Spirit and the Scriptures. How do you think the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Scriptures? Um, well, if we think of how the Scriptures came to be, um, we believe that the Scriptures are inspired of God. That means that even though it's a long um, process, there are many different people who contributed to um, what has become our Scriptures, from the storytelling to the writing down to the editing to deciding what is in and out of the canon. Yet we we believe that in all of that, the Holy Spirit was inspiring, leading, guiding, so that what we now have um, as our canon of scriptures is what the Holy Spirit um, kind of brought into existence. But that's not where the work of the Holy Spirit stops, because the, the Holy Spirit doesn't just um, isn't just involved in the writing of the text, but also um, the Holy Spirit that we have within us by virtue of our baptism actually helps us to to hear and to understand um, what we hear when the scriptures are proclaimed. And so, in a sense, the Holy Spirit that um, breathes into the scriptures breathes in us and helps us to, to hear and to recognize. And in a sense, takes what on one level could just be words and, and, and brings them to life. Um, although the, the story of the road to Emmaus doesn't mention um, explicitly the Holy Spirit, but I think when, you know, when the disciples um, were walking along and Jesus joined them and they didn't recognize him, and Jesus opened the scriptures to them, um, they then say, "Weren't our hearts burning within us?" That that's kind of that's that I'm sure is that's the Holy Spirit making the words come to life, so that we can really understand and we can hear them, um, and that they can change us. And, and Mass each week, um, we have five, we have actually four readings from Scripture each each week at Mass, and. So just for some of the listeners, just to remind us again, how are they divided up and why? Right. So um, the, the, the scriptures, in a sense, are all shaped around um, the gospel. So, you know, that, that, that fourth reading that we have when we, all, when we stand and in, there in a very particular way, as we hear the stories about and the words of Christ proclaimed, um, that's kind of like the highlight of this, of this liturgy of the word. But if we're going to understand the story 
of Jesus, um, we, we believe that all of the Old Testament and the story that the Old Testament tells is um, the, 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 work of, the, the work of God in the world preparing for the coming of Christ. And as we know, Jesus was Jewish. Jesus was shaped by the scriptures. And so what we do is we have the gospel, but then the first reading introduces some theme or some image or something that's going to help us to understand the gospel. So that's the first reading. The second, um, the second one is the responsorial psalm. And that gives us, as the people of God, some way of responding to whatever we've heard in the first reading. Um, and what I find, if you get a little confused and think, what kind of where does it all go to? The the actual response that we say is often quite an interesting key. It kind of helps us to um, to respond. So, for instance, the Sunday of the Word of God, um, when in the reading we'll hear about, um, about the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And then the responsorial psalm, the response is, the Lord is my light and my help. So that, those are the first, two reading, the first reading and then the response. And then the second reading, um, or, so the third one we hear, which is called the second reading, is from somewhere else in the New Testament, usually from the letter, um, one of the letters of St. Paul. And that reading is fr uh, mainly from letters that, um, that St. Paul or one of the other apostles wrote to Christian communities who are doing what we're doing on a Sunday, gathering together um, to, to meet Christ in the Word and in each other. And, um, and whether it's encouraging them or helping them to understand something properly or giving them a hard time for, for, for um, ignoring the word, um, there'll be something there that St. Paul or whoever is writing it is, is teaching us as, as Christians. It can be a little confusing, that, that reading from the New Testament, because it's not so deliberately tied to the, um, to the gospel reading. You know, whereas if, if, you'll find, and I don't know if, if, if the listeners maybe um, do this, it, if you if you have um, a mass leaflet, and if you take it home, and you read the gospel, and you read especially the first reading, you you begin to see how the one sheds light on on um, on the other, and so that's why some people say, oh, it's an awful lot of readings to read, but um, yeah, if if we hear each of them, and then especially if the if the priest and the homily helps us to kind of really get what's, what's happening in those readings, um, then I think it is actually very rich that we have a number of different readings. And as you just mentioned there, the homily, I mean, that, that's such an important element for us because, again, as you just alluded to, it might be a little bit confusing, maybe we don't understand uh, the meaning of some of the readings coming through, but that's where the, the importance of the, of, of the priest explaining in the homily what the Word of God yeah. would mean to us today. Would that be something like that? The, the, the homily, and it's interesting that um, Pope Francis's letter that introduces the Sunday of the Word of God has a piece there stressing how important the homily is. Um, and a homily is a little bit, it's not, a, it's not a lecture, as we know, and it's not, a, it's not even like a Bible study. But what, 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 the, what the priest, I'll say, is or should be doing 
in the homily is having prayerfully reflected on particularly the gospel, but the gospel in the light of the other readings. And I'd, I'd say through the week, I'd hope that a, a priest would start their preparation for the homily on the, the Monday. And, you know, as they've reflected on that, as they've connected with, um, with the people in the parish um, in terms of various pastoral situations, the, 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 what happens is the priest is able or should be able to, with the help of God's Spirit, see how is this these readings, and particularly this gospel, how is this word of the Lord for um, the people of God gathered here this Sunday? And so the, the, the priest in preparing the homily actually has, a, I'd say, an awesome responsibility um, because it, it helps us to, to hear. Yeah, to, after we've heard the words proclaimed, it just helps us to, to, to get, okay, this is, this is the essence of what it's about. And as I said, there's something that's not quite explaining. And I'm sure you and, and the listeners know when, you, when, you've heard, when, when you've heard a homily that it kind of does feel that um, you know, your heart is burning yes. and you think, yeah, that, that is God speaking to me. Um, so that, that's really what the homily should be doing. Now, I mean, Sunday by Sunday, you know, often it's, I kind of said it a very, so it's, it's, it's not, it's not, doesn't feel like an epiphany each Sunday, um, but steadily, bit by bit, um, we're being shaped by the Word of God. And maybe if, um, if I can just throw in there, um, that's the, the homily and the importance of the, um, the homily and the responsibility of the, um, the priest or the homilist. But there is something I think that we can do as, um, as well as, um, as people who, who gather Sunday by Sunday. Um, it is so helpful to um, if the if the people in the congregation have actually read and prayed with the texts, um, um, whether it whether it's sort of more formally in, in a lexio divina group, or even just you know, even just ha- um, sort of having the texts and reading them. Now, now, if we don't have a if you don't have your own um, missal or lectionary, or, um, another option is to take to take the missal. Um, or the mass leaflet at home with you, and then what you've heard on the Sunday, then to keep to keep reading them and keep going back to them, because there's something about that just that slower repeating. Um, and I've often had people who've who started um, reading the, and praying with the the readings before the Sunday, who they'll say, cannot believe how it all came to life. Um, during during the mass, and it kind of then this idea that the scripture proclaimed is word of God and it's the word of the Lord, it it stops being just words and nice sounding theology and actually becomes a lived experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe maybe if I can just move on to, to to something else, you know, specifically about next Sunday, and the Pope mentions about something about the enthronement of the word of God. What does he mean by this? Yeah. Um, the, I, I, I think probably what what he mainly has in mind is, it's 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 a it's a way that the the centrality and the importance of the word of God um, is shown. So the most common way, perhaps, if, um, for this enthronement of the word of God, would be, and I'm sure many of um, many of our listeners have 
seen this and perhaps experienced it sometimes or often, where you have a procession at the beginning, um, and the book of the Gospels is carried in and it's held up, um, and then kind of laid, sort of, um, and and when we use incense, all of that, everything that draws attention to the fact that in in this book of the Gospels is the word of the Lord. Um, all, all of that is what's meant by the enthronement um, of the word of God. Um, and yeah, so and, and the incense, and I'd say e- e- even the when when you when the gospel is read, um, if you have perhaps two altar servers standing on each side with a candle, you know anything like that which puts the spotlight on um, the, the the word of God in the mass. And it's not, you know, so we have, can might have special ways of marking it and putting the spotlight on it. But as I, I said earlier, you know, it's it's not that um, we're introducing something new into mass, so much as just really focusing again on um, this aspect of mass, which we can, yeah, sometimes overlook. Yeah, I think that's true. Just one final point there. Um, the, the Pope also speaks about blessing of readers and commissioning of the ministers of the word. And I suppose he's emphasizing the importance of the task preparation and so on and so forth. Maybe could you speak a little bit around that about the readers? Yeah, well, if you if you think of um, people who are extraordinary um, ministers, you know, in terms of um, Eucharistic ministers and how seriously... That is taken because um, people who have that ministry are, um, are are giving to others the 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 bread and the wine, the body and the blood of Christ, but readers are proclaiming the Word of God and so are enabling people to encounter Jesus in the Word heard. So the, the the role of a reader is incredibly important, and particularly because, as as you know, if somebody doesn't read clearly, um, you know what what can happen is the the word is proclaimed, and, and we don't, yeah, we, we don't hear it, we can't make sense out of it, and so readers have um, an important role, um, a very a very privileged role. And, and one that, um, that that can really, really help others to um, to encounter Jesus at Mass. And so, as I say, their their, um, their, their, their task and their ministry is really, really important. And um, that's why the Pope suggests that there's a blessing of readers or a commissioning of um, of ministers of the Word or readers, just to, I suppose, remind the whole congregation. To, re- to remind everybody assembled there um, that these people in our midst are serving us and serving the Lord um, by their Sunday by Sunday reading. So, yeah, we commission them as a way of um, recognizing, as a way of asking God's blessing on them. And I guess it works the other way in that it just reminds readers um, of the of the awesome privilege and responsibility that they have. Thank you so much for that. I suppose really what the Pope was trying to do there was to remind us again about the importance 
of that part of the Mass where the Word of God is proclaimed. And as you said, most of us tended to emphasize on the Eucharist diet, uh, on the table of the bread and the wine, and we forget about the Word. So maybe this is a chance for us maybe to to keep that in mind as we come to Mass. And I thought it was so important this week, and thank you for coming on, for you to, to just introduce that little uh, segment for us. So as maybe next week when we come to Mass and we hear about this Sunday, the Word of God, we have some application for it, maybe some a few little ideas, maybe not yeah. forget to take home the leaflet with us, or whatever it might be. Thank you so much indeed for joining us, uh, Dr. Jesse, and please, God, we'll speak to you again some other time. Great. Thank God bless you, you so now. Bye-bye now. God bless. Bye-bye. So now we'll go for our second piece of mu- our first second piece of music, and this one, it's uh, a beautiful one entitled Open My Eyes, Lord, and it's sung by Shine. So let's hear this. Open my eyes, Lord, 
Help me to see your face. Open my eyes, Lord. Help me to see. Help me to see your face. Help me to hear. Help me to hear your voice. Help me to love. Help me to love like you. Help me to see.